Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris and we are happy to be back. It's been a long time. We've been on our summer vacation uh, yep. around the country and abroad and we're back now. It's uh, we're recording on August the 6th and Great. Chris have you had a pretty good summer so far with travels and stuff? Yeah it's been all right but I'm ready to get back on the merry-go-round. Ooh, a little clue. A little for... clue, a little hint. <laughs> Yes, it's uh, uh, late. <laughs> oh, you're later. shaking your head. You're looking at me as if I've lost my uh, mind. I can't even follow it up. I'm not even going <laughs> to. Now you miss the big time boy. You're no longer on the ball. But anyway, yeah. we'll get into all that. That's little what bit everybody more. has been saying. It has. <laughs> yeah. So you, if you've looked at the show notes or looked at the title of today's podcast, we're going to be going back into the lab for one of our favorite patented songs under the microscope to look at some John Lennon. But before that, uh, you know, this is, you know, we've been gone a while, been about a month and a half or so. Yep. And there's been a lot of rumors in the Beatle world swirling around. You've heard them. We've, we've seen YouTubers, we've uh, seen all kinds of videos and news releases, all sorts of things. So uh, we, we can't ignore the elephant in the room any longer. So there's a post today, as I mentioned, this is August 6th on the Beatle fan Facebook page. It just came out two hours ago and I wanted to read it to you and get your reaction. Okay, good. So it says a couple of updates. First, we're hearing that the announcement of a reissue of the red and blue albums is coming this week, perhaps August 10th. And someone who purports to be an insider has posted on the Steve Hoffman forum that while most of Penn Gillette's recent report about the upcoming last Beatles song now and then is accurate, his assertion that Paul McCartney's voice has been de-aged is incorrect. Mm -hmm. As some in the forum have speculated, it's possible that what Gillette heard when Giles Martin played him the track was a vocal that McCartney recorded back in the anthology sessions in the mid-90s, yeah. or at at some time in the years after that, before his voice got, quote, old, so to speak. Yeah. So uh, the two things here that, that we've been hearing a lot of buzz about, the song, the third finished last Beatles song now and then from a John Lennon demo, and the fact that it's not probably looking like a Rubber Soul reissue, but rather the Red and Blue albums being re-released and remixed. Yeah. Um would that have been my ideal wish list thing uh no yeah however and and an, a, new, a new beatles track that's now and then that's great i'm i'm eager to hear that sure um but i'm more excited of thinking about what they're going to do with these very early tracks if they use the technology on the please please me through help tracks to you know separate all the instruments and put them back in a spatial audio thing i think that would be quite exciting to hear yeah physical product wise i am a little concerned because <laughs> you know you're gonna mentally put your 250 dollars aside every year for whatever the big release is going to be uh which it's like okay uh i'm gonna get you know all this uh, uh bonus material from the get back sessions and i'm gonna yeah. get the uh, 
well now it's like eh, i'm gonna get greatest hits yeah well don't forget the ringo <laughs> eps oh that's right that's right. <laughs> yeah i've got the ringo eps i gotta <laughs> pop some money down on so yeah um but it hasn't been announced yet let's wait till it gets announced yeah and then we'll we'll really look at it and be like oh okay yeah or oh wow they put this on there they put that on there to some extent i think maybe that they didn't expect the get back project the 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 movie on disney plus to reinvigorate people as it did on the beatles as much as it did yeah. So I think maybe they were thinking like, oh, you know, it would be a good time to put out a greatest hits thing again. Mm. These red and blue things that your everyday guy on the street fan li- likes those, you know, a lot. Uh, so, yeah. So I have mixed feelings about it. What What about you, Dave? I, yeah, I also have very mixed feelings. I think, yes, it's an anniversary. That was from 1973 when those came out. But they've been released multiple times and especially on the blue album there's most of the songs on there have already been remixed the Mm -hmm. only stuff that hasn't is the magical mystery tour material that we've not you know there's been no magical mystery tour box set or anything yeah Uh, so so i don't quite see the point i i I don't know if they're just gonna put the same mixes on i don't know what the point of redoing it would be since they were just done so that seems less exciting to me than the red than the red red. yeah the red uh is potentially quite interesting you know i think we're i don't know what we're expecting because those early songs were on two track and four track and they were there wasn't much overdubbing to begin with it wasn't like sergeant pepper or yeah abbey road or something so i'm not sure what we're expecting to hear but well uh, but but the stereo yeah, the, the mixes were terrible. I absolutely loathe the yes, stereo mixes of the for earlier, early albums. So Agreed. That would be the ideal. And then they'll put them where they should be. And yeah. So just half here, half there. Yeah. Like like I, we, you and I can't even listen to... Like, yeah, practically uh, unlistenable. Yeah. If, you're right, if your right speaker starts to crap out, <laughs> you're just not going to hear any vocals. You know, no. that kind of thing. No. So, <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so, so I guess my other question is if they do this, they release that thing. Or is that like, okay, that's it for the early stuff. Like, are right, we gonna right. be waiting exactly. 10 years for uh please, please me remix <laughs> in 2033. You know? Yeah. It's going to come so. out. Yeah. Right. And that's what some people have, you know, everyone's a, uh, got their own theory about this stuff right now, but yeah. Then now a couple people have said, well, maybe it's going to be 2025 for Rubber Soul because that'll be an anniversary. And so they're doing this yeah. first or, yeah. uh, you know, it's anyway, spec- we can all speculate and it's fun to yeah. do that, but it doesn't mean anything until something comes out officially. And it's okay. They can release. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't you know, matter. They can do yeah. what they want. They. <laughs> yeah, I think we are. Uh, there's a there's a funny line from uh, Mad Men where one of the characters says, why can't I ever get everything I want? all at once <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, yeah i think we we as fans have that like damn it where's carnival of light and where's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the where's, where's the remix and remaster of this and that and the other you know and where's london town and oh of course back to well, the egg and, and yeah the egg, so 
Right. So I we'll wait and see. I, I like as the Beatle fan post says maybe August tenth. So that's a little bit later this week. And then yeah. as for the for the now and then, I'm mildly interested. I don't. You know, supposedly George didn't add a whole lot to it. It was a very long time ago. Uh, they had to coax Ringo into playing on it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he didn't want to do it. And then Giles Martin kind of said, oh, come on, you need to play on it. And so I guess he did. So I'm I, the song is not one of my favorites. I think the other songs are better. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm less enthusiastic about that. But uh, I, I'll I'll be interested. Obviously, we'll talk about it here and listen to it and yeah, look at we'll it carefully. Give you a track by track. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's, well, it's interesting because it, it went against the narrative we were all you know the it went against what history has set up so far yes new thing so i think that's kind of what's throwing people off yeah and i just think people are you know people are like have this nervousness about all this stuff like before things are announced (laughs) what's this gonna be what does this mean oh right right. you know it's like we could just chill out and see what happens yeah i think that's the better way to look at it so uh one thing is this thing gets announced and uh, probably by the time you're listening to this maybe yeah it has been announced you'll know this it gets announced it it seems that the speculation is that the release is going to be within a couple like a month or so soon yeah so that leaves a lot of space at the end of the year for a potential any of the other guys want to release something guys <laughs> you want to london town me please please do it you yeah know? egg a little release a new album or a new album right go right ahead um the other big news of of course uh, is that uh paul is getting back getting he's got back back again yes to uh this time to down down under correct yes it's going to australia and new zealand right right and also another little bit of mccartney news too that was announced uh i listened to the the trailer of it but there's going to be a podcast coming from uh from the lyrics yes Paul Muldoon they're going to release uh all the you know a lot of the audio conversations that they had well I think that that's a good idea because um I don't know if you've listened to any of the um there's a, a series with uh Robert Plant no where Robert not. Plant talks about his songs some Led Zeppelin songs and some of his solo work no um, and they're very interesting, very, very cool, and kind of deep diving into each track, much like we do here with Song Under the Microscope. <laughs> uh, and I think it, it would be very cool to hear Paul talking about his you know, songs, and maybe there's some additional analysis in there. That'd be great. Right. So, uh, and of course, the lyrics is coming out again. We'll probably hear about that in our gifts episode. Yes. Uh, with some additional chapters in a, a paperback uh, a version. So, which really annoyed a lot of people online. They don't want to have to buy it again. Yeah. They already bu- got it sitting up on the shelf. I'm not going to buy it again just for a couple of extra ch- chapters. Screw that. No. And sure, surely someone will post them anyway on yeah. the internet and we'll find them. So, there's your recap <laughs> of what's gone on in the Beatle world since we've been gone. And uh, so we will see what happens. And as I say, we'll let you know uh, as soon as we can with any other news and give you our full analysis. Yeah. So now, let me put my coat on my lab coat. Yes. Get your lab coat on now. 
because it's time to go back to 1980 for john lennon's song watching the wheels from double fantasy and Uh, this was the third song. Uh, this was actually a posthumous uh, release. Mm-hmm. So it was released after John was killed and was the third single off the album. Uh, backed with Yes, I'm Your Angel. It reached number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. And number yeah, what's seven. with that? Why, yeah. I don't get why it only installed out at number 10. What's I know. Funny? I know. It's kind of unusual. Maybe it was March 1981 was when it was released. So maybe... Yeah. I don't know if it had been released a little sooner. That would have been a little grotesque, but I, I don't know. I don't know what how it worked. But uh, yeah, and then number seven on Cashbox and peaked at number 30 in the UK. So not as popular that, uh, as the other two, but... Another strange thing. Like, what on yeah. earth peaked at number 30? Right, right, no. in the UK. It makes no sense. No. <laughs> so I don't know. But we, we picked this song because it's been a favorite of ours. It was one of my favorite Lennon tunes. For... Yeah, did you did you say that this is your favorite Lennon tune? Or it's I mean, it's hard to say that state that kind of thing. Yeah, definitively and never move off of it to any other track. Correct. Correct. But I believe you did say that to me at one point. Yeah, it's for solo songs. Yeah, it's 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 one I keep coming back to, and it's always in my top three, probably of Lennon mm-hmm. all time tracks. And it uh, and it was revealing. I know we're going to talk about this a little bit when we heard the acoustic version and the stripped mm-hmm. down version, and yeah, and then the ultimate mix came out. <laughs> right. and we got all kinds right. of versions. Yeah, uh, but it's there's a certain. Do you like power. the album version that has thirty seconds of absolute nonsense at the yeah. at the end of it? some chatter and some, some chatter like horse sound effects and stuff like yeah, you gotta have that horse sound effect <laughs> uh, that one you know we talk about how we don't like the edits sometimes but that one is okay to have the, <laughs> have the edit up <laughs> yeah i like initially i was like what is different about these I, yeah. I hadn't i was like oh i didn't even realize it was like a longer version so yep. i put them on side by side and i was like oh i guess it's exactly the same song and and it goes on for 30 seconds longer and then it was just all this just nonsense yeah <laughs> yeah yeah garbage garbage so it's a great song and i think it to, to me it gets better with age because it is kind of you can read it in a way where we'll talk about the lyrics of course but we'll you know you can read it sort of as about aging as well as what john was up to because i think that's mainly what most people thought when it came out because they hadn't heard much from john from 1975 until the release of uh, double fantasy so kind of what he was thinking and what he was doing and and all that so yeah i mean that's good good enough place to start just with that because of the you know it gives the impression of someone whose life had come into balance right um and the lyrics you know are all these different people complaining (laughs) trying to be like oh you're you know you're not doing the right thing and him very confidently being like you know what i'm good yeah (laughs) you know yeah and so in that way i believe why it's an aspirational song oh i like that it's it's sort of something that we are all kind of like trying to you know otherwise meditation apps wouldn't exist (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh that kind of thing so um yeah so i i think it's a something we're all seeking and and failing at 
Yeah. Or at least I'm speaking for myself here. Uh, no, no, very <laughs> true. And I think yeah. John had some uh, trouble or some different ideas about the song. I, I was looking at one site and it mentioned that the original working title was Emotional Wreck. And <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. He started yeah. this in 1977. And then he changed it in 1978 to People, which I'm glad he changed that because it's already another much more famous song called People. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. 1979, he called it "I'm Crazy," <laughs> and then eventually great titles, great, great titles. titles, aren't they? And then by yeah. August 1980, when he recorded it in August and September, then he changed the title to "Watching the Wheels." So yeah, yeah, you can see. So it went through a bunch of things, and I, you know, we didn't know it at the time, and we knew we know it much more now because books have been written about it. But John wasn't exactly just sitting at home doing nothing for five years yeah even though his public appearance was worse worse there weren't many but he was writing a lot of songs he was traveling he was pretty active just not in the public eye so in a way it's kind of like i like what you said you know he's like yeah, i'm good you know I, i've been been actually doing a lot of the stuff that you're saying i'm not doing but yeah just doing it my way yeah and then the other thing you think about i mean just automatically is the beatlemania and the, oh, yeah. the craziness of that and how it was so just they were just on a roller coaster for years and years and years. And then John, probably more so than anybody else, just kept going kind of like yeah. recorded two albums in the first two years and, you know, doing all kinds of protesting and this and that and the other. So I just had to let it go, I think. Is yeah, a, yeah. You know, statement of like I had to stop that for a while and find some calm in my life. What do you think of the whole image of watching the wheels? You know, you know, I saw one what read one report that said, well, he just liked to look out the window at the Dakota and watch the cars go by and on yeah. 72nd Street and just watching, thinking of the wheels that are always spinning. There are a lot of wheel songs in rock music, you know, the wheel in the sky keeps on turning and all. Yeah. Sorts of makes wheels. me think of like i mean people people have many different versions of that like bird watching or mm, yeah. train spotting you know yeah. things like that so i i, I do like that that idea the yeah uh, and i think that the lyrics at least are uh, uh, structured really well too the the two verses and then a chorus mm -hmm. uh the verses the rhyme scheme it's good the doing and ruin and then the strange game kind of rhyme scheme there yeah. in that first thing, or it becomes the shadows on the wall. You're no longer on the ball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it's always the same thing. These guys are trying to say these things, and I'm <laughs> saying this back to you. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's saying when I, you know, people yeah. asking questions, where's John? What's he up to? And then I tell them, there's yeah. no problem, only solutions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah exactly yeah. so i'm just sitting here doing time yeah. yeah yeah loving loving life and got my new kid and you know writing some songs in the bahamas and in japan yeah. and just enjoying life well we'll get we'll get to this a little later but i also was thinking about the lyrics and thinking like there's uh, several reggae covers of this ah yeah, yeah and i was like oh that kind of fits that reggae vibe of like the don't worry be happy <laughs> type <laughs> vibe of sort of like everything's cool i'm just relaxing true chilling out 
I'm on vacation, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a long permanent vacation, maybe, as he r- writes this, not knowing when it would end. So I, I was like, oh, that's interesting, like, that the lyrics kind of hint a with- little bit at a, and would fit with reggae if, if the reggae was done properly. Yeah, but well, that's uh, true. we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Well, then there's also the idea that, yeah, I think this was in the Playboy interviews, where he he talks, you know, that was right when this album was coming out or right around that time when they were recording. And he talks about how he he's kind of ticked off at the, not ticked off, but commenting on some of these people like Paul or Mick Jagger, or people who just keep grinding out album after album. And they don't seem to take any time off. Cause you know, Paul was obviously very active during yeah. those five years with wings over America. And then, the, yeah, yeah. All that stuff going on. And the stones were really active. So is does John have you think it's like a he's coming at front coming at it from a you know moral superiority sort of thing? Like, well, <laughs> look at me, you know, I'm it doesn't sound like him. No. <laughs> Most humble guy in the world. I mean. <laughs> or is it more just you know, you do your thing, I'm gonna do mine, and you know, this is how it's turned out. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to say, but yeah. um it's better, I think, if we listen to it thinking the second thing. Like, yeah, that it's like he's like, Oh, yeah, do what you want, but I'm good, yeah. good to go. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. So, well, should we get into the music a bit or? Oh, for sure. I, the one, yeah. uh, it, here's one thing I uh, really noticed in listening to this, and, and we'll also get into the after we talk about the music, just generally the different versions. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this surprised what surprised me in the listen is how absolute masterful the mixing is on Mm. this with so many things when you go and you actually look at the personnel and you realize there's two lead guitars uh three different keyboards on it a a Rhodes, a prophet five a hammer dulcimer Mm-hmm. but percussion percussion all vocals. that but when you really think of the song you're just thinking of what stands out his voice and the piano a little bit exactly you know? exactly so, so the balance is perfect yes all these things and, and to to contrast that uh I'll, late late in the episode i'll tell you about another tune which i want you to go listen to <laughs> and what you'll hear is absolute trash mastering <laughs> where uh, mixing at least where the vocals are crazy high the other things are too low you know they it's all muddied up it doesn't sound mm. like is there drums is there not drums this it's just all mixed really really blended very well yes yeah because it's true if you look at the personnel which you just mentioned there are a lot of instruments and to me what stands out and what always has stood out i remember the first time i've Maybe not the first time I heard it because I was pretty young, but more and more of that hammer dulcimer really uh-huh. stands out. And the, the story with that is pretty funny. How Jack Douglas, the co-producer of the album, heard this guy, Matthew Cunningham, playing dulcimer out on the streets of New York and invited him in to play on the song. So it's kind of cool. It gives us kind of kind of tremolo yeah. uh, thing in the chorus that really sticks out. But there's yeah. a lot going on. Musically, 
uh, this really hit me and i don't know I'm, I'm sure someone else has noticed this but does this song sound like something else another famous john song in fact it's the hmm. same first two chords almost the same tempo too what uh what 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 are you getting at imagine there's no oh. heaven i put it together and i was singing imagine over people asking questions lost in confusion and imagine and watching the wheels seem to have some similarities same first two chords same key uh, mm-hmm. some similar types of things in there and john piano songs which really stands out it's john's unique style of playing piano but like you said what i like about the the song it's pretty simple uh, in a lot of ways for very yeah basic chords but i think the form is interesting because you've got those two verses then you have the pre-chorus kind of the when you say they're looking fine on the wall, before the actual chorus gets in there uh, yeah. you've got a, the verses the pre-chorus and the chorus and it then that chorus hangs on the with the uh with the lyrics no longer riding on the merry-go-round with the dulcimer yeah so to me there's a lot of tension like it sort of it keeps it interesting a lot of drama in this song yeah i also like that part where da, 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 da. yes it's like yeah. a little <laughs> yep da, uh, da, da, da. yeah and i like that little bit with mm-hmm. the i just had to let it go yeah yeah and then the keyboard that sounds sort of like a french horn yeah, I think it's really nice and well. Like I said, well, it's not too much, not too little. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Often, '80s keyboards that try to sound like horns are terrible. Yes, but uh, this this sounded very good. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, it's really well scored. I think. Yeah, and John's voice sounds great. It's got a good mixture of kind of the res- resignation of this is just how it is and this is who i am and i'm who i am but it also has the passion when he's he gets building up to the no longer riding on the merry-go-round and you get that falsetto in there too it's got yeah. that the, the old lennon tricks in his voice so yeah yeah i i remember a friend of mine said once he thought that lennon's voice sounded younger the older he got which i think is kind of interesting i don't know if you agree with that Hmm. like he sounded older when he was younger and he sounds younger when he's singing a song like this yeah well maybe it's the spirit like definitely in this last album his spirits seem to be as high as they'd ever been yes uh compared to help me if you can (laughs) i'm feeling down yeah or plastic ono band so uh, so maybe it's that uh, partially that like i feel like in many ways a lot younger though uh, in that i'm a little more at peace than i was in my youth you're kind of quoting the uh bob dylan line i was much older than i'm younger than that yeah 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 so we got different versions here of course you got the album version that's that four minute one with the 30 seconds of silliness (laughs) The horse noise. And you got the single edit. Then we got, if you remember, there was a re-release that had a whole stripped down second disc, which was the whole album, but without some of the tricks and silliness of some of the production on the album. 
uh, at least to give you an alternate version. As you know me, Dave, I love the alternate versions. Yeah. Let's let's hear these all day long. What do you think of the stripped down version? though? Well, I remember when we, we this this came out shortly after we had started the podcast, I think. Yeah. And we we were pretty favorable towards it. And yeah, when I listen when I was listening this week to all the different versions, I, I still like that one the best, I'd say. I yeah. still liked the stripped down version. I think the the ultimate mix doesn't add too much to me and you know yeah and the original was fine but i i do like the stripped down version yeah i like the ultimate mix it's fine it's yeah. good yeah you know uh the stripped down version though I, I really really like yeah yeah i think it's i think it's very cool yeah so yeah i'm wondering if if this gets re-released and I, because i believe that was kind of cd era i'm yes, not sure it if it, i'm not sure if that stripped down version ever made a vinyl record mm. so i'm wondering if that makes a vinyl record in a in a bigger box set yeah so that w- w- whether or not we ever get anything from any of these camps ever again <laughs> seems it's what it seems like it's like that's true come on i know i know it's been several years now since there was and that was the greatest hits where we got the ultimate mix so yeah exactly greatest hits kind of package yeah which came out again this year on little on vinyl at record store day yeah extreme extremely expensive uh, versions of that we also because thanks to the soundtrack to funny people now funny people is an adam sandler movie that's an actual pretty good movie oh i think it's not as the typical adam sandler you know donkey poop (laughs) jokes but more of a serious movie but about funny people about comedians Mm. um and this soundtrack is a uh, 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 just a delight for beatles fans as it also has paul's great day oh it. yeah i remember and, that yeah. and it has photograph from mm. ringo and george so all of the beatles are mm. on this uh soundtrack to funny people including the final song on the soundtrack is the acoustic version yes of this uh song so basically a demo for lack of a better term um and it's pretty good i i I enjoyed it very much it's sort of more of a guitar strumming with singing uh version what did you think of it i liked it too it's fun to hear songs that later became piano songs where they started on guitar like uh, god was another one you hear i think it was on the plastic ono set you can hear a guitar version of god yeah and it became piano uh this one i think it works pretty well on guitar and and john's pretty spirited it's kind of a you know the sound quality is not amazing but enough and he he is still working out the lyrics and working out the form but it's it's catchy and it's very uh, pretty complete yeah i think he says making the wheels go around making the wheels go around yeah uh, yeah, yeah. which makes no sense but uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah so great so (laughs) i like guess what all there's no live version obviously but yeah. all of the best versions of this song are John Lennon singing. Them. Yes. And they're all, each of them have something different to recommend that they're, yeah. they're worth yeah. hearing. Yeah. So my highest recommendation is that you just dig into all of them. Yeah. And listen to all of them. Uh, partially because when we get to the cover versions here, boy, there's lots of weird stuff here, man. Yeah. The top cover version 
is probably Aloe Black from the Imagine John Lennon 75 concert. Aloe Black is a good singer, just him with a piano, kept it simple, featured his voice. He really, he really gave you something in the song. Fantastic. Thumbs up. Now, that's the only one that kept it sing simple. Usually I'm complaining that these uh, cover versions do it too on the nose. Yeah. And they yeah. don't change anything. Well, maybe I need to rethink that because <laughs> these other ones are really weird. And can we say there's like I texted you earlier in the week. I was amazed at how many covers of the song there are there are and by a huge amount of groups and people. well they there are but there are but there there are none i could find until 2000 like That's so there's true. a huge gap between eight, 1980 and 2000 where nobody's touching this thing you're right yeah. which i don't understand that at all and then we get we get some of these. Uh, let me give you a, a, yeah. a, a, some talk about some of these here. Chris Cornell. Yeah, that okay. was the one I heard first. Okay, this is more of an upbeat take on this. Now, this was a posthumous release, so I won't complain too much about it because it's uh, it's per perhaps Chris Cornell never wanted this version to come out. He was the lead singer of Soundgarden. Lead singer of Soundgarden. We've talked about him in other, I think on our uh, song album career, uh, we talked about him in, yeah. uh, uh, maybe before on the podcast, but I'm not sure. But uh, they, <laughs> they really overdo the uh, production on this. It's, it's, it sounds like a car commercial or something. It's really obnoxious, very bad. Yeah, And it's not Chris Cornell's best singing either so uh not not very good <laughs> so there's that one menace yahoo this is a <laughs> reggae singer okay yeah. now i've heard good work from menace yahoo before youth is a song of his that i think is a mm. good song and this was on a darfur charity album okay so i give it i give good. it credit, credit for that yeah and this is reggae okay but that not no is <laughs> overproduced again it's like not not the reggae that i'm looking for it's the reggae that's like way way overproduced and it's yeah. a it's like kind of like a ringo reggae i was gonna say some ringo uh, reggae yeah <laughs> um yeah. speaking of bad reggae though what if ub 40 was even lighter that would be the sample Oh yeah, the samples. I forgot. I remember. They're, about, they're, remember the samples. Remember their music is is described as reggae influenced pop rock. Yes, yes. And a cross between. Check this out. A cross between the Police and Grateful Dead. I don't get that at all. No, no, I don't hear that. <laughs> Maybe the worst parts of worst. the Police and Grateful Dead. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. The samples, uh, dreadful, dreadful cover there. <laughs> Billy Valentine, he's a jazz singer. Billy Valentine has done great other stuff, and there's kind of a peppy take in this mm. in this version. But it turned out so odd; it's almost like he's singing in a different key than the main song. Oh, I got to hear would, this. Oh, you've got to hear this one because this will drive you crazy. You'll be like, "What is going on with this?" Yeah. <laughs> so, Billy Valentine, 
And then Willie Logan, a guitar instrumental, just a typical rock guitar, nothing special. And what I want to bring this up is because I listened to all the instrumental versions of this, and yeah. they really did nothing for me. I, I, I guess it pointed out maybe that the melody of this song is somewhat simple, and you really miss the lyrics. You're like, oh, yeah. I want the lyrics there. You know, sometimes I think that's true. Yeah. Sometimes these songs can exist without the lyrics and 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 you're you're like, oh, the tune's nice. I don't, I don't think that's the case here. I think it's just it's a little too straightforward, simple outside of the hands of John Lennon. That's a great point. I'm thinking I'm just as you're talking, I'm running through the melody in my head. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's there's not much to it. It's it's real tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, other than that, Dave, you you did say there's a lot of them, and every single one I clicked on was just real amateur hour stuff. I mean, I I want to point out one, and this is not to diss the person, but to point out something, and that's the Melissa Ungar. All right. I don't know who Melissa Ongar no. is, by the way. But uh, it's just got insane mixing on the track. It's like trying to <laughs> replicate the all of the instruments on the song. But they're all like really buried. And then her voice is insanely pushed out. It's like if I did this, it just makes the song sound crazy. So mixing and balance is very important. And I think that's a main message yeah this podcast we were talking about uh about the why the song is like very impressive and very good yeah yeah (laughs) the single (laughs) version the album version of it the ultimate mix all that it's like thumbs way up because they get that balance right yeah definitely well as we know there's you always find some interesting (laughs) ones and uh Yeah, I, I just maybe I because I typed on Spotify, I just typed in watching the wheels and just a ton of things came up yeah. and that I didn't. Did I listen to any of them? No, just the Chris Cornell one because curious. Yeah, well, sometimes the other thing that happens on on Spotify, on on YouTube, for sure, Amazon Music, which I have, is you'll do that. And what you realize is there's a lot of kids bop yeah, type things true. and lullabies. There's. <laughs> And then there's your with Beatles covers for sure. There's definitely your Beatle cover bands, right? Right. Which That's I almost true. dismiss, yeah, un, un, universally. It's yeah. like, yeah, I don't want to hear this. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure some of those are even better than the regular. But they're it's just like, yeah, you're a cover band. You're not yeah. like a it's... your own artist or anything. No. And I think on Spotify, anybody can upload anything. Uh, that's probably yeah. Right. So you 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 Can might you put have your the music high, up there. Yeah, yeah. You so, could you could get the high school bands on there or the yeah the John Lennon impersonators are on there. Yeah. And well, anyway, great song. Uh, always good to to reconnect with this song and uh, and dig a little bit deeper into it. So uh, always, as Chris just said, we recommend all the the John versions of this. It's hard to beat them. Yeah, and and you might start with the acoustic version just to see where it started, and then work your way up to the released or maybe the ultimate mix, which is the most recent interpretation of it and see what, yeah, see what you think. I wonder if this does get a deluxe treatment. Is it going to be different than the ultimate mix or there's just the ultimate mix Yeah, has already been done. So they, 
ultimate mix the rest of the tracks that didn't make the greatest hits package any of yeah. the greatest hits packages that they've been releasing so i don't know it's a little confused the <laughs> the lennon camp it's very confusing yeah um, what they're doing what they're doing and why yeah not what's not confusing or maybe is confusing is what's coming up this week so we will yeah. uh, <laughs> we will uh, let you know as we said what we find and yeah uh, we find out and we'll post on our dave, Facebook. dave page. might put a emergency pot out of just him giving you the details just yes. rattling off the details yes when we find out what's going on with the red and blue and yeah. we'll uh, we'll let you weigh in on that so be sure to follow us in all of our usual places and check out our most recent video podcast which chris can tell us about here yeah well we finally got up after much editing yes the animals pink floyd animals uh, discussion which was a very good discussion yeah i thought i thought wow we did a great job on that one so <laughs> please give us a give us a watch give us a thumbs up and give us a follow um and help build that channel out and we are going to try to do some things to help ourselves build that channel out by putting a little bit more content on there a little quicker and yeah. a little more often tin so we'll get back to it we'll get back <laughs> to it soon and yeah just like paul he's gonna get back and yeah. we will uh do that as well so in the meantime uh thanks as always for listening and we'll be back at you soon with a new episode <laughs>